Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely looked that way too. And it was, like I said, unexpected in terms of the amount of progress they've made in this mode for sure. Yeah. Just man, look at all the effects popping off. Look at the scale of how far you can see clearly. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at this. I'm going, yo, if we could see a battle like this with like 250 versus 250, they are, I'm sorry, man, you're, you're a threat. Your game becomes a threat. It does. In my opinion, it becomes a threat to some of these other, other established MMORPGs where they aren't able to pull off that number in the same place without it being a lag fest. Now, I'm not naming anything, but it's true. Upon examining the thicket, the Pathfinder noticed crystals and mist that he did not dare approach. The old fables told of how the amber-red mist could corrupt all creation. Getting too close was not a risk he or the others were willing to take. As he and his companions exited the area, it was clear that they would need to determine how to best deal with areas such as these in the future. As they set up camp for the night, one of his companions announced that his quest would take him elsewhere. Pathfinder embraced him as a brother and wished him a safe journey as he left them to walk alone on another path. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your trusted and dedicated Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back. Dalos, are you there? I am. Oh, I'm sorry. You just look so. What's this? There's a. If you're not here watching live, he's got like a still. This looks very familiar. I'll have to, I'll think about that. How you doing, Dayless? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. A little annoyed at my camera not working, but other than that, all good. <laughs> right. I'll explain it. I'll explain it soon. If you're not watching, uh, if you're listening to this, you just miss out on things like this. Um, welcome back, also, Faisal. Greetings. Greetings. So <laughs> if you're watching live, you're going to notice Daedalus looks very, uh, very much like a still image of him. And I'll let you know what this still image is from. His camera's not working today. So we had to improvise. I'm a little OCD. And I was like, I need his face here. Um, it, it could be frozen, I suppose. Um, and so I decided to go pull a quick capture of that beautiful Daedalus rant that we got a couple weeks ago. Um, talking about, you know, pay to win game explaining new world and all that stuff as we, we, uh, we actually like referenced in that show. And I just felt like him getting ready to tell us some shit kind of really seemed like, um, a really good image to pull. So Daedalus, you're, you're here with us. It's what really counts, but, um, for what it's worth, it also matters to me that I get to see that mug of yours and there it is getting ready to say some shit. So it seems like a good <laughs> way to start the show. Um, agreed. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> Look, before we get dug in too deep, everybody, um, got to give a big shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, a big shout out to all of the Imperial Flames here on this channel in this community. Those are the people that uh, support via subscriptions, either here on Twitch, over on YouTube, uh, or over on Patreon, where there's some pretty killer perks if you support the content here. Um, also... You know, got to just say thank you so much for keeping, you know, the flames bolstered here week after week, uh, even on the slow weeks. 
and the weeks that are where I guess booming and popping with all kinds of things to talk about. We definitely have a lot to talk about today, everybody. Uh, we do not have any iTunes reviews, but I understand we hit a hundred of those. We will have something uh, kind of given away here on the show. Um, also, you can call into this show at one five three nine six six four six eight zero one, or send us a mail to the mailbag over at ashespathfinders at gmail.com. Um, Want to give a, a big announcement here again. We had the call, on, call to arms announcement over on the Ashes HQ Twitter. This is a, announcing that we're recruiting content creators for our team over on asheshq.com um, to help curate content there, specifically video content uh, to align with a lot of the different pages that are being further developed currently. Um, we currently have two members, aside from myself, that are there. We have um, Eastgruth and a Half Tilt. Uh, Eastgruth East is currently, he does editing here for this channel, but he's also doing the Vera Today stuff you might have started noticing over on YouTube. And uh, Half Tilt does a lot around like, uh, you know, kind of like treasure hunting, kind of lore, lore seeking a little bit um, and a variety of other things. He's got some videos that are up as well. So you're definitely going to be seeing a lot of their videos over on the HQ. Um, and they've both been on this podcast too. So we like to synergize everything around the website, the community and the content creators that help to curate. Um, also have some curators who don't, you know, they're not content creators, but they will be helping to curate some of the pages and maintain them. Um, so if you're interested in helping over at Ashes HQ, um, keeping things going. Oh, there we go. It decided to flip, didn't it? That's okay. I'll fix it. Uh, if you decide, if you decide uh, to uh, kind of contribute and help, uh, just shoot me a DM on Discord, everybody, and we will um, we'll kind of like chat more about it then. Um, we do have to reinforce that there is an Alpha One No NDA period coming in the near future. Here they are listed on stream. As we're kind of getting started here, I guess I just want to kind of pick your guys' brains and everybody here watching as well, right? The last live stream happened on Friday uh, here just recently. Uh, my question is, guys and gals and everybody here, um, what are some of the things that really stood out to you all that you really, you know, were the, the thing of note for you as you watched the live stream from Ashes? Everything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> very I mean, specific, Basil. That... Thank you. <laughs> the siege stuff was awesome. It was really kind of unexpected. Um, and mm -hmm. and I had a chance to watch it separately with my wife, mm -hmm. and we were just geeking out to it. Um, I mean, it was really cool just to see the stability on the kind of system that Steven was working with, which was, you know, your you know, 1080 TI. Right type of thing so is isn't like a screamer type of system and i didn't see any like issue with him like playing at all i mean there was obviously there were some bugs that they kind of called out a bit but i mean it's alpha uh so you expect to see mm -hmm. some of those things but overall it was really smooth um it, it was cool to kind of see the dynamic with the siege weapons and the control points and just the door mechanics. I mean, there was just so much there. Um, definitely. I think that was, I would say the big positive takeaway. And I know we're getting this a little bit later, but the, mm -hmm. you know, definitely the downer was, was, you know, Jeff leaving and, and it's bittersweet. I would just yeah. say that because I wish Jeff the best of luck. I mean, I met him in person. He's a, you know, super nice guy, right. really creative guy. Mm -hmm. But definitely, I feel like that's like a huge hit for Intrepid right now. 
mm-hmm. when they need somebody really strong in that role. Right. Which does kind of take us to the whole message around um, message from the, you know, creator Steven around Jeff being, uh, you know, taking off. He's going to essentially like the uh, I'm going to give you the long and short of it. Right. Uh, there was a very heartfelt um, story or two that were shared. Uh, I really I most especially like the one about the cop that came into the studio. And if, uh, if you, <laughs> that one, I like died. I died laughing when I heard that. I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Um, <laughs> the story of like, you know, I did anybody else. I'm going to ask you, ask you guys. It's OK. So I'm going to go ahead and link the news post here. Long and short of it is, is he's got a dream of working in VR and an opportunity came along and he took it. He had a very heartfelt message, which basically was, you know, it's with a heavy heart and considerable amount of sadness that I announced my departure from the Intrepid team. Last five years at Intrepid has been an incredible experience with so many memories that I will cherish. I've learned a ton, grown as a person and as a designer, and I'm always going to look back and appreciate my time here. Thankfully, Ashes of Creation is a great place surrounded by great people who care deeply about its success. None of that will change, and I'll be on the edge of my seat watching the continued development as part of the community. I'm going to miss every single one of you. Those I met at PAX and Gamescom, the GDC, those of you I've chatted with in Discord, and all of you have gotten a chance to say hi to yet, or haven't gotten a chance to say hi to yet, you're such an important part of this process, and it's one of the things I'll miss most. There's nothing quite like this game, and certainly nothing quite like this community. You said goodbye, everyone. I'll stay in touch. And if you keep an eye out, you might find me lurking at an Ashes of Creation booth at some future PAX. See you in game. All my love, Jeffrey Bard. So five years, man. He did a lot, right? He did a lot yeah. in five years. And um, I know that some people have had concerns about him leaving. Um, I, I'm i not really concerned about him leaving. I think that he did a, an amazing job at helping to build a very solid foundation that we all are now able to experience. Um, I also think it's very important to note that this sort of thing does actually happen pretty, pretty regularly, even with the game and development. Um, a lot of times you'll see some of the big spearheads uh, be there through a very significant part of the actual game development. And then they, they go on to another endeavor, uh, move on to something else. Um, sometimes it'll be after the game's launch and that'll happen as well. Um Although, you know, uh, I think that there are some very big shoes to fill. Um, I think my my only concern would just be like, you know, filling those shoes with the right person. But um, one of the things they've done a really good job of, you know, over the course of years is ensuring that the people that do join the Intrepid team are still there, do um, do really kind of fit the mold of what the uh, culture of the studio is. It's something they've they've done a really good job with. And uh, I have a lot of confidence in, in what, and whoever it is they do choose. And I actually do look forward to seeing who it's going to be as well. Um, so there it is in chat. I linked it. Um, did you have any thoughts about Jeff leaving Faisal? Well, the only, like, I just wanted to add with your part where, well, when they try to hire someone new, it's going to be very hard because Jeff worked with them for five years. Yeah. When you try to equate that and hire someone uh, that worked with them for five years, it's going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> Who are you? Imposter, <laughs> essentially. Oh my God. I was going to read something from Sir Odensington in chat, but I've now decided against it. <laughs> it started off good. And then I was like, nope, can't read that. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> 
you know, I think I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss the, you know, Thomas, the train, um, not creeping on him in the background of some of those videos. Um, I think the story about the police story, how Steven got a, a, a local police officer in the San Diego area. Uh, I'm not going to name who it is um, or anything, but he had someone come into the studio. Now you all, we all make jokes about this. We, we think of like all of the live streams where Steven just kind of goes off on his tangent tangents going full, full ashes pathfinders. We once called it here and he gets really into it and goes off and talks about things. And then you see Jeff over there going, Oh God, got this look on his face. Like, Oh shit. And, um, he told the story of how this cop came into the station and, or into the, uh, studio, um, kind of demanding to find him and because they needed to find Steven cause he was in some trouble and, and Jeff just going pale white and, and being really worried. So it's like, Oh man, I cracked up pretty hard whenever I, whenever I saw that. And, uh, or heard that and saw that and just was pretty much dying because it totally aligned with a lot of the expressions we've seen from Jeff over the years. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people in chat talking about the frost dragon got him, um, all kinds of stuff. But <laughs> the main takeaways, though, a little bit cold in here, a little cold in here. <laughs> and yes, the people that are in chat right now, I'm only going to say this so many times, but yes, uh, Daedalus cam is not frozen. We got a still for him. Because this camera is not working today. So we got one of him getting ready to say some shit. Right. So just be on the edge of your seats. You know, wondering what that might be. Um, we did get to see Kevin McPherson back on the last live stream, though. And uh, of course, he is the lead programmer. And he did. A, a, apparently, a lot of people during the live stream in, in the live stream chat were like, you know, I don't know if I'd say they were up in arms, but there were a lot of people making a lot of notes, not really derogatory, just expressing a lot of concern and saying a lot about that. And it was interesting to see how the tide turned as the live stream went on. Um, and a lot of people contribute that to Kevin uh, McPherson being there and how he talked about the game and the back end in terms of the game's performance and what they're working on. Uh, a lot of those things, which we'll talk about. Um, they, I'm going to hit on a couple um, of the announcements that we can kind of talk about real quick that were key update points. Uh, so there was the, um, they talked about the uh, Alpha One test taking place nearly every Wednesday each week. Uh, the next one being scheduled for June 2nd of 2021 here. Uh, they talked about the new content program, uh, content creator program uh, is now live and you can apply, which we've talked about as well. They also announced, and this is something I wanted to hit on real quick for, and see what you guys think, a secondary content creator program avenue. So they're apparently got a ton of, a ton of applications that was overwhelming. Um, so they haven't announced any new content creators uh, or I guess the relaunch of the new content creator program and who those people are in the first batch going to be yet. Yeah. Um, however, they did note they were going to get like a, uh, they're going to recruit for a job uh, for someone who can kind of handle all of that at the front end in terms of getting the applications, going through that, gathering the information, um, going through whatever that process is going to look like. And then also a secondary gig, which is essentially a, they want to, which is something I have not heard of before, by the way, they want to util, utilize another person to, address individuals who apply to the program, but maybe they don't feel like are there yet to help them to progress along 
to potentially meeting the criteria so that one day they can be an official content creator. I'm just curious, what do you all think about that? Um, it's I interesting would... and new, and it's, it's, it's essentially like a boot camp. Think about it. It's just that I think Ashes wants, like, I think Steven has a big heart here where he wants all the content creators, but he can't. So he made something that kind of equates to it. So people can have the potential to, like, climb up to what he wants them to be mm. as well. I guess, yeah, which is a expectations. good thing, I mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, most programs don't do that. What you were going to say about a Daedalus? Yeah, pretty much the same. I mean, it just I I was a little um, surprised that they would devote that because it is a lot of work to maintain a content creator program, mm-hmm. at least to do it well. Right. Um, and the fact that they're also looking at, okay, we a lot of applications mm-hmm. there's definitely some that we're not going to take right away mm-hmm. uh but offering help and having kind of a boot camp to help you know people promote the game i mean i think it definitely works in their favor right to get more people and more eyes on the game but i've just i haven't heard of that before i mean i haven't you know run in content creator circles you know you know besides ashes for quite some time but i don't think i've ever heard of that type of uh you know that type of activity coming from a developer especially one that's like kind of independent not necessarily tied to like a major publisher or something right. like that mm. as we're chatting i have some of the uh new concept art and renders and things of that nature being uh kind of showcased until we we get to the up upcoming part there's some really beautiful landscapes that they've uh they've done some artwork around i mean really just makes you very curious about where these locations are going to be um you know just like the the world man they've got some really beautiful images some are in game uh some are uh like i said concept art but just just really really gorgeous um some locations that i've actually seen as well um so we got some other things too. the, um, you know, uh, stripe payment was something that was noted there. Oh, I guess Dayless got kicked or something. Oh. That's unfortunate. There we go. That is unfortunate. You there, Dayless? Yeah, I'm here now. Okay. Discord. Oh, Discord crash. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to tinker with it and make it work, y'all. Glad you're back. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got some of the different footage, uh, not footage, but these like renders and concept art and things going across the screen, everybody. And they talked about, you know, Exol has been a point of concern for a lot of people. Like some people just don't want to see them working with Exola. Some people don't want to go through Exola. Um, and as a result of that, uh, they've added Stripe as a new payment method along with Exola, um, but it sounds like unless people are utilizing it, it might be something they remove later. So just kind of keeping, uh, making note of that and keeping you all updated on that. Uh, upcoming new store items uh, are going to be June 9th per the team. Um, and yeah, just uh, they did talk about also that they're working on uh, hiring people. So if you all are like watching their Twitter and you see the announcements and things of that nature um, and you see them posting they usually do it about once a week, I think, right now. If you see them um, posting like uh, an announcement that they're recruiting for their studio and you 
are able to like help to promote that, you know, it'll, it'll definitely help them to reach more people. So just keep that in mind. If you see it, retweet it, like it, share it, et cetera. It really does help, um, to kind of get the word out. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they also talked about the visual NDA is still in place. Now, since our last, um, the last month's live stream, this is something that's somewhat new. It's not really new to us here. Um, but just kind of reiterating upon that, if you are testing, the visual NDA is in place. So you could talk about the game, you could talk about your experiences and all of that, but you really need to be mindful about not sharing any visuals until they give us the green light on that. Um, so speaking about visuals, we are soon going to transition into showcasing some footage. They did show us a pretty nice video, and we're going to have that running here as we talk about that a bit. Um, I really just want to like chat about that a bit. It's something that we haven't really gotten to see a lot of. Now, some of the images you're seeing here live currently are some snapshots of, of the actual places you're going to see um, live in the very near future when we kind of flip that switch and show you the uh, visual uh, footage. But going along with that, y'all, um, hitting on any of the other things, they are going to have a job fair they've talked about previously. Um, that they're planning on doing they are still planning on getting into the studio um somewhere along what is it uh mid mid-june currently i don't know if that's actually going to you know be something that might potentially be delayed or not um we'll have to kind of wait and see there definitely are some questions and some answers and stuff like that um that we can kind of talk about i think one of the big takeaways for me also was the 1080 ti that steven was recording that on which i know you mentioned yeah. already uh but yeah they did talk about looking for three new producers. Uh, they are sorry that they have three new producers, a recruiter in HR, uh, they're be moving offices and the job pair that should be coming up once that they actually get that done. Um, I'm kind of wondering how many of those might be online kind of digitally done versus in person. Um, and also keep in mind right now, they have continued to reiterate if you are interested in a job at Intrepid, they're not really doing remote. It's something they've continued to reiterate upon. It's like, uh, we're not doing remote. We want you here. We want you to be able to work in the office. That that dynamic in a team is very important to them. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of any other things before we get on talking about the siege, because I know that's going to be a big one. Um, also, want to hit on one thing Kevin said in the inter, uh, discussion on the live stream, which was, a big one um, related to the backend testing. And it was saying that for them, they had talked about ghosted AI controllers uh, that were kind of hanging out in the world. And this was like something that has been an issue in the alpha testing currently that they've identified as, as like a reason for the rubber banding problems that they've continued to experience. So it sounds like they put some tools in place to actually evaluate that. They should be getting some information on it soon. Um, so it was just good to hear them like really talking about the fact that they're like implementing tools. They're actually working, kind of hearing more of a technical perspective uh, for Kevin on that. And um, there, Stephen did actually make a note later too about some of the combat related to uh, the stun locking and combat changes that were going to be coming soon. So keep in mind when we kind of showcase some of the footage here in just a second, uh, you know, view that from the perspective of the the combat is not final. It's just a very early initial iteration, and it's going to be reiterated upon significantly over the course of the next months and next year or so. Cool. Awesome. Um, any, any other big bullet points on any of the things I outlined before we start talking about the siege footage, you guys? 
Hmm. All right, cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So there were some really cool uh, visuals that we got over um, the course of the the week as well. Um, they also kind of showcased some of the uh, the character models and some. It's uh, the best way to say this. Some of the character modeling, which is another thing. Um, we got to see a little bit more in that regard. Um, some more of the different races, different hair designs, uh, things of that nature. Um, I'm going to actually pause that and kind of jump over to the footage real quick. So we're going to go and pull that down. We're going to do the footage now. Here we go. First thing it opens up with is us getting to see that Empyrean uh, armor cosmetic that we we had seen previously. Um, the Titan Bark. This is amazing. Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. Look at that. It's just gorgeous. Um, did yeah. anybody anybody notice anything that really stood out to you all in the footage as we're getting started? I just I know we're getting started. I know people are watching it right now. Um, I'm I'm going to note something very, very important soon. But did anybody notice anything about this uh, castle castle siege footage? Anybody? Anything really, you know, important, profound? Is it just me? Anybody? Um, well, I think something that was actually kind of amusing is post uh, Stephen getting owned a few times, he decided to take a little bit of an advantage. <laughs> and unfortunately, right. that didn't work out so well for him later on yeah. in the stream. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Look at all those foxes. Um. Wow. You know, if we look carefully, we're going to notice a lot of uh, specific guilds. There's a lot of a guild called Virtue in there, though, which is really interesting. I did notice that as well. Did you yes. notice that? Mm -hmm. I noticed that, too. Wait, what, I mean, that? I was like, I was getting excited. It's like I was watching this with my <laughs> wife and I'm like, there's East. <laughs> there, you know, it's like I was talking like all these different people that I know from the community. It was actually really cool to see all of that, um, mm -hmm. you know, on the on the stream. Is that living color? Yeah, it's uh, that's a virtue. That's the virtue order, man. I understand that they're a really awesome guild in Ashes of Creation, and um, I don't know. I I feel like they there might be some of them here actually in chat right now. I feel like they're probably here. If if you all are actually here in chat, could you just like throw some hammers up or something, or you know hashtag virtue order Wait, or something? I can't see them. Where, no, you can't. You, you wait. I mean, I feel like it'll happen <laughs> soon. I, yeah, you I don't, might need I don't, to rewatch the film there, buddy. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, look, the ninja loot emote is not what I asked for. Okay, but I'll, I guess I'll take it. Who us? Yeah, look at that. There they are. There was a bunch of virtue members, and it was really cool because there was testing on Thursday, which was the day before they did their live stream, and they were doing testing. They had push push testing back. Also, PS, if you're looking at this video. Uh, there's a lot of runes on the on the floor there. Um, I know someone had been translating those. I'd be very interested in seeing if somebody could actually translate those. Okay, cool. Yeah, Virtue is the guild that I lead. I freaking love that community, man. And they are the spearhead of this greater community that I that I house here uh, around the stream and everything. And uh, a lot of really great people uh, performed really well. Uh, there were a couple castle sieges. That they did there was a much larger one that they did before they recorded this footage and steven just basically was like hitting up the different guilds that were actually there that could be there and and kind of asked like hey you know um 
you'll have some people that you can bring in because we want to get some footage done. We're going to do it a little smaller scale because, you know, obviously people are going to be going to bed and stuff. And a lot of people did go to bed because, you know, it was a weekday, I'm sure, for some of them. Um, but there was a lot of different guilds. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. After the first test, late. I passed out. It was late. It was super late for you, man. It was it was 5.30 a.m. <laughs> Basically, oh. tomorrow. <laughs> There were a lot of funny things like the player collision and mount collision blocking people from getting out the door. Mm-hmm. The throne room yeah. was sick. It was sick. Um, some, th- you know, some changes they've made since the uh, past uh, apocalypse castle siege testing that I did was it used to be that these gates that you would run up to, you would like run up to them and they would just like automatically open for you. And what they've done now is they put these NPCs as almost like controllers that you can interact with to, to gain entry out and it ports you outside. Um, the gates used to just like scroll open. Like they would open up based on you approaching them. They wouldn't do it for the enemy, but they do it for you. But the problem was, is if you were at those gates and you got close enough, you would literally open it for the enemy on accident. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't necessarily like really prefer the current, uh, design that they have using an NPC, I think maybe throwing an interact like to where you can just interact with the door itself or some lever on the side would probably be better. Um, but it was good to see them like utilizing something a bit different for uh, the the current iteration of the testing that they have going on. Uh, the landscape yeah. obviously was sick. There were dragons that you could apparently get. Now in the, the test prior to the one you get to see here that they showcased um apparently and i didn't make it in because my stuff yeah my game was like nope you shall not pass gandalf screaming at me and um obviously not literally but that was how it felt um i had to listen to everybody go through having fun there were dragons there the dragons were used in some of the cg mechanics i didn't get to see exactly how plenty of people here who could tell you about it um plenty of people that tested who could talk about it luckily um but you get to see us the i was on the defender side with steven and we, we, our community virtue, along with some others, got to, uh, basically, we tried to go take this dragon. Um, I might have got one tapped a couple times. Uh, and by one tapped, I mean D-E-D dead. Okay. All right on my face. Um, but why don't we just talk about the big things, the big takeaways from the uh, this video footage that we get to see you guys. Just go ham, hit on all the things you really loved. Or maybe we're concerned about. Um, I mean, I would just say, like, I just like the variety of things you could do. I think that was really cool. And like, like I said, unexpected, you know, for this stage um, that, you know, they have like bosses you can get buffs for. And I know there's been something like that in kind of other games, mm-hmm. but I think those after a while just didn't really feel like boss fights you know this mm-hmm. actually feels like a boss fight where there's mechanics you actually have to be thoughtful about so mm-hmm. i like that i mean it looked beautiful um you know you there was definitely like a lot of tactics i saw that the uh that could be done on there as well like players got pretty creative it was nice to kind of see um you know that you didn't necessarily need like siege weapons to right. kind of get in you could kind of sneak around so yeah i just think overall it was like a really positive showing right. of like a very like early iteration of this system i mean obviously you know there was 
there's still some things to work out. And Steven was very vocal about calling those out. So I think it's good that he did that. But also it was just eight, you know, to see so many people in there, um, you know, I think was just awesome. And the fact that it just looked so smooth mm-hmm. on a, you know, an average system. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, so I think overall, I think it was just like, you know, really, really good showing of, I mean, as far as like things that um, I would say are concerning, I mean, I didn't really have a lot of concerns just because I am tempering those things that I observed with this being an early iteration and knowing what the developers have already communicated around the combat still needing a rework. Um, you know, a lot of the bugs they were calling out saying, hey, this is a known thing, we're working on it. But overall, I mean, I don't think that took away from the experience at all. It was pretty exciting uh, to be able to see the progress here. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I was I was pretty surprised to have sieges at this stage, to be fair. Like when they when people told me, oh, we're going to test sieges today, I was like, wait, what? Excuse you, <laughs> and we teleported in it. I did not expect. I did not expect all of these mechanics to be somewhat working. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't expect the listers to be working. That's one. I didn't expect uh, you hitting the door and it would collapse to be working. Right. Uh, the, the, there's uh, also point uh, points of interest that you can capture, even though that's bugged. But uh, what's it called? They did say that it worked in the past. It did. In in the PI test, I assume. Yeah, it was the past uh, past testing they did. They totally worked then, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what happened now. I assume they're trying to fix some code. Well, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can tell you that the the castle itself is a it's a completely different castle. So there's probably a, a whole bunch of different reasons that maybe it was bugging out. Yeah. One thing was a concern to me was that when when you stepped out one of the nodes uh, of interest, yeah, a message would pop up oh. telling you, oh, this and this is capturing this point in the middle of your screen, right blinding you from seeing anything, <laughs> especially when it's being spammed with every point of interest. You're basically half of your screen is filled. Um, how... Uh, presumably how they would fix that, it would be um, having like flags or like points on the top right of the screen mm-hmm. that shows you an indication and uh, marker, uh, markers that uh, this is being captured, this is being uh, defended, or this is being attacked, or, um, yeah, or the attackers have these points or the defenders have these points instead of having spammed uh, messages. Um, the dragon fights were nice. Um, I'm not going to lie, like, but I have no idea if the attackers have more of an advantage than the defenders. I haven't played on the attacker side to see how far their spawn point is from Mm. the dragons. Um, the catapult needs work as well. Because it does not work. Aiming-wise, it works by flinging <laughs> rocks to space, yes. 
Yeah, I think it's uh, it's about the same distance too. Because if you watch in the video towards the end where we like push him back to the spawn or whatever, it's probably about the same. Yeah, you definitely get an idea about yeah. that. But anyway, yeah, continue. The one pro thing that I thought about was zerging. What when you, when when you find like a huge chunk of people trying to go through one gate, it's very hard for them to push in um because of player collision and other mm, factors right you you would literally have to split up the teams in order to actually make an attack worthwhile um i really enjoyed that doors were breaking like well, able to cast fireballs and uh, hitting the door it would have like battle damages and you can see the door weakening over time um and Steven decided to to uh, come into our backlines, but and and try to destroy us all. But uh, <laughs> he couldn't do anything because uh, our tanks decided to to CC him to death. <laughs> right. Yeah. Stunlocking is a thing currently. If you if you uh, coordinate the chains on the on a target with multiple yep. tanks. Yeah. Yep. Tanks were also broken as hell if you equipped the right weapon. Just saying. You'd like one, uh -huh. almost nearly uh -huh. one tap people with that weapon lob, man. I was like, oh, I mean, I was enjoying it, but I was like, this is so unfair. Yeah, but I'm doing it because lol. But other than that, I think I think they're doing a really great progress. Like I, everything that I just mentioned that were bad, they're actually working on. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's fair. <laughs> Yeah, so they talked about the sieging of castles being a, a long process. It looks like they kind of like, you know, like wound down how long they planned on those being to more like an hour, right? Instead of it being like mm -hmm. a three hour thing. Um, also, I was like mm -hmm. reading some stuff in chat too about, you know, even though uh, Prisma was saying something about like dragons being present in the wilderness is cool, but maybe too static to expand upon the idea. What if dragons were to fly over the castles for an unexpected change of tide? Yeah, I to totally think that would be interesting too. Um, if like, maybe you go and I, and I get them being static. I think for now they just want, I think, you know, right now it's a lot more about the performance side of things, it, far more having to do with the, the server performance, like just having a whole lot going on. I think it's a similar reason to why you have a lot of like these, you know, particle effects that are so flashy that still are there. I mean, they just really have got to throw as much as they can at these servers to try to cause issues and if you know they can throw everything they got players can throw everything they've got at these servers and they can have issues then they can work to resolve the issues so that like you know at that same uh server load versus a lower server load like its performance is going to be working pretty well so yeah and the message is popping up on screen yeah i think maybe putting that somewhere yeah. else would be better or just up top somewhere like that yeah they got a UI guy. I mean, I'm sure this is all placeholder. It's all placeholder yeah. temporary. Yeah, 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 definitely. And there were some bugs with it spamming too. I think that's what they were saying. Is and Stephen was like, "Hey, don't go over the control points. They're bugged right now." But people kept running over them. So yeah, I mean, I, because some some of the control points were kind of hard not to go over. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, They're kind of in the center of things for sure. It, it's not. It's not even the center. It's like, um. Like, what one of the gates, like, let's say the left side, like, that gate on the left side, I have to completely ignore and not step on. And that's, like, a tactical advantage because I can, like, 
peak the players. So I didn't yep. want to do it, but I had to do it. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, a lot of ballistas up top, man. I'm telling you, there are like tons yeah. of ballistas up top. I think they did talk about like um like having uh, repair equipment and things of that nature. I think that's going to be really good to like potentially be able to use a uh, repair equipment on like the gates when they're blown down. Like the gates, the gates being torn down has a really nice like effect to like it slowly being broken. Like it gets more and more broken down to where like there's these just like shards that are sticking down before it's actually <laughs> completely broken out, you know? Um, yeah, it was pretty cool, um, man. But I think repair stuff would be really helpful, like for the gates, for the walls, for the siege equipment, stuff like that. Wasn't say? there supposed to be an engineer class question mark? Uh, that was um, for that was for their standalone version of this. This is the oh right. Okay. So there were classes for that that were very specific to apoc sieges as opposed to mm -hmm. uh ash right. as a creation class kits like they were very very different yeah so yeah, but, but but i thought that they were going to make something that's similar for them rpg though not that i'm aware of yeah that was supposed to be specific to the apoc iteration unless there was something i missed i i never i never caught wind of that yeah Maybe i don't think it was necessarily a class yeah, but it, i think there was yeah, there was supposed to be like something. Um, well, I for APOC, yeah, definitely there was a class kit where you could repair, right? But I think for the other, um, there was something that you could achieve through crafting, so you can craft certain mm. siege parts. And I'm assuming it was repair kits as well as a crafter, and that would be part of the way you could prepare for a siege, is you might have an option to repair, but right. um, that. That's what I recall. I mean, things have might have changed, but I would expect that there's going to be some ability to do some repair um, in order to kind yeah. of keep the battle, you know, going. Because that that was my understanding as well. Like, you won't have the siege class per se, uh, engineering class per se, but uh, carpenters, blacksmiths are able to the fix same things. tools. Or yeah, yeah, Easy I think tools and stuff. Yeah, I think, and I, I can't actually say for certain, but I, I do believe that when they originally had planned to launch the uh, APOC sieges that people could mm -hmm. queue up for, my understanding, at least the way I viewed it, was that that engineer toolkit might likely be a variety of skills that you would have seen somewhere, like utility skills, essentially, that you would have seen probably either based on uh, the classes or repair items or things of that nature that might exist as part of the MMORPG sieging. Maybe not all of them, but you know, when we look at APOC, for example, everything right. we saw in APOC, we have seen in the MMORPG now, like in some, some variation, right? You talk about, right. even if you're like, yeah, but we haven't seen this or that, like maybe not that exact thing, but destructibles in the environment is something they tested. They tested, um, you know, like asset placement and destructibility. They had the different um, uh, weapons, which actually we see the weapons and we see some of the skills that were tied to those weapons. And we see how some of that, maybe not all, but some of it is something that is now utilized in Ashes of Creation. The mage, more like the mage, uh, what do you call it? The meteor, for example. Well, that was what? That was the, the book, the spell book. Um, yep. 
you see the weapon swings and stuff. I mean, you see some of the actual same weapons. Archmage's companion that we saw in APOC, you actually see the uh, the Eldritch Staff. It's a weapon that you can go loot, and it has the same animation that the Archmage's companion had, only it's so much more refined for an MMORPG now than it was in APOC. So I see all of these things that were kind of dumped into this fishbowl of sorts that they were testing either via... Um, the weapons or abilities were tied to that or the armor and abilities tied to that uh, or just things as they interacted in the environment. So those are the things I see. Um, and I think that you're probably right that the engineer likely would have also had some utility skills that we probably will end up seeing um, tying into maybe wall repairs or siege uh, equipment re repairs or something like that. Hopefully, hopefully we do. I'd be shocked if we didn't. Prismia actually actually raises up a really good question. Yeah. Do military nodes um, have special siege equipment? That is a great question, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, that was a really good question. Yeah, it is a good question. It's a good, it's a good question, and the answer is who knows right now? We're waiting to find that out. That would be cool, though. <laughs> Still got two nodes we don't know the details about, you know? Um, and how much of that ends up actually changing, who knows? Who knows the answer to that as well? Um, let's go to go ahead and go down some of the other talking points here, though. Um, and you know, we we see that that we talked about the chain pulling and all that. Uh, I want to kind of go back and reiterate upon like stun locking and stuff like that. The combat that you see, um, even the siege itself. I think as much as you see the combat and it's like, oh, but it's not fleshed out. Clear. Oh, but the castle siege system's not fleshed out. Clear. The capture point's not fleshed out. Clear. But I want to note one very important thing that I can note around the Thursday test as a whole. I was on the server before they did any of the siege testing stuff, which is the normal servers that we hop on to test. And I want to note something very important. In a week's time, the rubber banding was diminished significantly. Yeah, and definitely. The, yes, and the castle siege testing everybody, it felt good. I mean, it mm -hmm. felt, I'm just putting this out there, man. It felt better than some games that have castle sieges already in terms of performance. Just saying, I know it's <laughs> not as many people yet. I know it was only like a 50-ish, 50-50-ish and everything but i'm telling you guys the performance is they're stepping it up they are making some improvements and they're doing it in pretty pretty good time so i'm just putting that out there that i think is the most important thing for me right now making sure the servers perform well because you get that your foundation's solid man you can build on that uh the only issue that I've ever faced in performance in Seekers was basically tap targeting wasn't oh, working properly. Yes, dude. Yeah, it wasn't. I yeah, was like, like uh, had to switch to active. Like I was, I was put in so many situations where it's it would be like a one v one. I'm like, what? Why can I not use my abilities? Why can I not just basic attack? No. Uh, and, and I get one shot, and then I realize that uh, you have to go full action combat on this. <laughs> you know, but it was fine. 
they're working on it. So yeah, I'm just like the volume of players on the server and the stability that was there. I just was like, oh my gosh, dude. You guys, you guys tested. We can talk about this. You guys remember back? Uh, let's go back a year or so. Let's Oof. just let's just okay. go back a year or so. Can we talk about the the time it would take for them to implement fixes? Look, I'm not knocking them. Okay, this is a big point of, of progress. I want to make sure I'm reiterating upon, and it's one I'm like mm. I'm effing proud of, dude, because this is one of for me the my more important element to making fixes to your game and it's reflective of where i would want to see a game at launch a year year and a half ago daedalus Faisal, what was it like when they were like oh we're having issues and how long did it take just saying <laughs> long long we, time <laughs> we would we would have a delay of a week <laughs> uh good old days right it'd be like sorry it's gonna be about half an hour or so and then they're like sorry it's actually gonna be another half hour hour sorry it's gonna be another half an hour to two hours sorry we're gonna have to delay this like, till tomorrow you guys when they yes. used to hit us with the delay i would literally go to sleep and the next day i wake up they would be like oh sorry another hour i'm like no what <laughs> that right? was supposed to be <laughs> yesterday uh, dude but now when they tell you a time it feels like clockwork for the most part yeah it really does fixes real quick dude that's where you want to be when a game is live and the fact that 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 is the vibes that we're getting now it feels good man Mm -hmm. it feels good Mm -hmm. to someone helping test too because we don't get paid to test like time's a resource y'all just don't get back you can get money back you can go work you can make money again you don't get time back. That's the resource you don't get back, right? So it feels very respectful of the player's time. It's improvement in regard to how they're utilizing people's time to test. And it just seems so much more organized and so much more just dressed, right? Dressed, got the plan, implementing on the plan, and it feels good. And I just, I got to commend them for that, man. Because for me, I don't, dude, I'm busy. I'm not, I'm not only one. A lot of people are busy. They got families. They got so much time. They want to jump in there. They're passionate about the game. This is just good for everybody. And it's so much better for them too, to see that they're utilizing their own time effectively. So yeah, yeah, it just, it just feels good, man. I'm I'm very glad to see it in the end of this test though. You know, the, the result of this was you got to see communities that were pulled in together that got put on two different sides. You got to see that. Look at this. Look at how it performs, man. Look at all the spell effects going off, you guys. And it's not super choppy and laggy. You don't see rubber banding. You got about a, you got about roughly 75 to like 100 people in this area right here. Yeah, it's not the big deal or whatever, but I can I can confirm that we had done a larger test prior to this and it was pretty much the same for me too. Yeah. And everybody that was in there was you know acknowledging that. And that's 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 epic, dude. That is really good. These are the things that we want to see if we want to see much bigger scale like larger scale battles happening like castle sieges and node sieges and, you know, guild sieges and things of that nature. Um still have those flashy spell effects, really bright particles. Um but the takeaway is pretty profound for me. And, I mean, look like 
looking at all the bugs and what's wrong with Siege and stuff like that, disregarding all that, yeah. I had really great fun. Same. Like, yeah. I enjoyed it. I did too. The fact that you're able to have this huge-ass scalable battle and, and having points of interest to take and killing a dragon and it spawns stuff and... It was just outstanding. <laughs> it genuinely didn't feel taxing at all to me either. Honestly, it really didn't. Yeah. And I can't say that about all the tests I've been in. I really can't. But this this was a very fluid and felt really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it definitely looked that way too. And it was, like I said, unexpected in terms of the amount of progress they've made in this mode. For sure. Yeah, just man, look at all the effects popping off. Look at the scale of how far you can see clearly. I mean, I'm I'm just looking at this. I'm going, yo, if we could see a battle like this with like 250 versus 250, they are. I'm sorry, man, you're, you're a threat. Your game becomes a threat. It does, in my opinion, it becomes a threat to some of these other other established MMORPGs where they aren't able to pull off that number in the same place without it being a lag fest. Now, I'm not naming anything, true. but it's true. For a game in alpha pre-alpha, that's significant. Like I, I know that we're not getting the combat revamp right away, man. I know that's a time that happens over time, man. I'm not even. I'm really not even concerned about that. The per server performance and stability has been a point of contention between you know the game and the community and the time frames that they've been delivering upon since APOC. Yes, it was the reason APOC had a, a almost a year delay, right? Before they brought it back out and showed some fixes. Right. And now they're able to bring that stuff over here. So anyway, as we're talking about all this, there's some other points I want to hit on um, here real <laughs> soon. There are some other things I want to hit on, friends. Uh, we're going to let this just keep going. Then I'll flip back to some of the assets that they showcased on the live stream. Pay close attention if you guys do uh, watch this, guys and gals. Pay, pay close attention to the fact that Steven is yet again using God mode. I get it, though. I get it. I get it, though. From a from a from a showcase experience, you don't really want to be dying every five minutes. And then having to completely like clip over and over and over and do a bunch of editing to do a showcase. You want to you want to showcase his perspective running through everything happening. So it makes sense, right? Um, yep. But life's justice does come. And uh with that being say, uh, said, I do want to actually knock uh, knock on some things that were noted on some websites and stuff like that, which we'll get to it soon. But, you know, the big takeaway for me is it just, it's a good presentation. They hit on a really big component of the game that people have been waiting to see. The delivery, that first impression that they gave was solid. It was solid, man. And, you know, Definitely. well done team, well done testers, you know, everybody involved in the process, I think. Um, um, look, Basin and Chad, I see you. Does you about to your own personal in-game death animation from Steven with a large ass sandal dropping on you every time you die, I would watch it. Interesting. That's very interesting, Basin. I feel like um deliver upon that. Um I before we get into the other stuff, I want to make a note. We have an announcement, y'all. 
And actually, I don't know if you guys know this yet or not already. It's been a crazy busy week, um, but I'm announcing it now. You will see official announcements coming in the next couple weeks, probably or so as we lead up to it. It's been a long time coming. But we're going to have a guest on the podcast on June 27th, Sunday, June 27th. We have to wait a little bit because it is a Sunday. It's not always a day that someone on the Intrepid team works. We're going to be having drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. I don't have a drum roll sound, wait, but wait, no. It's noise suppression. Hey, that, that worked. Thanks, man. Works. I appreciate it. That works. Um, <laughs> we are actually going to be having Margaret Crone on the podcast with us. Um, I've had it. We've had it in the books for quite a while now. And uh, I wanted to try to bring her on around the time that the content creator program revamp happened um, so that we could talk to her about it. Um, Here's some of the perspectives that she might actually have. Um, thanks to Stephen for approving her to come on for the show. Um, so if you want to drop some questions in our discord, uh, go to the ashes pathfinder channel, drop them in there. Um, keep in mind, this needs to be specific to her past experience around, uh, you know, game development and, um, the program she's been involved in, um, her, her role on the team, uh, things around promoting and, uh, you know, all of those CS and all that stuff that she does, the content creator program, we'll be talking about that. If you have questions about the program specifically, um, or ideas or just things like that that you'd like to share, um, questions you'd have for her, again, related to her experience and uh, since she's been with Intrepid Studios, definitely feel free to contribute those in there. I'll be gathering them. I'm going to uh, you know, gather those questions over the next couple weeks, and then we'll have Ron for the 27th. We'll have a really nice show. Um, we'll ask the questions. I have a whole stream of questions specific to her time um, with the studio and the development team that I plan on asking. And um yeah, I obviously want to pick some of the really good ones. So make sure that they're really good. Make sure that they're going to be meaty, that they're going to count, that they're going to really uh, give us some good information, stuff that we haven't really talked about or really had her talk about yet would be ideal. Um, so official announcements coming soon. Uh, but with that being said, there is a topic on MMORPG I really wanted to address. And you guys may or may not know about it. Um, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull this article up and I'm going to share it with you all. Um, and then we will hit on some of the, the Q&A bits. There was only a few uh, Q&A bits say, on the um, uh, live stream. Actually, I'm going to hit on them now. So one was about siege equipment. Will there be a repair stuff for ballistic trebuchets? Yes, there will be. Um, diminishing returns will be a thing for CC. So don't take the presentation you currently see in combat footage to heart because that's not, again, the delivery that's going to happen long term. They're testing other things right now. Keep that in mind. Um, will there be uh, permissions for structures on freeholds like summoning ships and stuff like that? No, only the owner um, is going to be able to summon those. So you can't summon stuff like that when the owner's offline. Um, and then some other things around involuntary item sinks planned for gear. Uh, basically, yes, is the answer on that. Now I'm not going to hit in the details on that. They've talked about it a bit before. They didn't have a lot of time to talk about it because, well, they showed us a lot of stuff and things. So with that being said, here we go. Did you guys see this discussion point over on uh, the MMORPG.com by chance? I'm going to share it in chat right now. No? Okay. Cool. Guys, this was an... Imp uh, um, no? Think about it. You'll know. I linked it in chat. It's right there. Yeah, I, I saw this one. I thought this was, uh, once again, like a really good 
way for Steven to kind of express himself uh, again, right? Putting his player hat on, because right. I think that's kind of the, the big thing is that's his strength, right? Um, I think well, that's one of his big strengths right now is he is coming at this as a player. Um, right. Yeah, and And I think, you know, obviously he needs to um make sure his vision is out there yeah. and i i i i think it's i mean i do feel like he is becoming or has become a target because they're like you said before like you kind of hit the nail on the head with the fact that ash is if it continues to progress as it has been is a threat mm-hmm. um and for whatever reason like there are people out there that um just want to take away from what he's doing now with, you know, maybe spreading, um, I guess, air quotes facts about him that aren't, you know, aren't reality, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to read the quotes because I just feel that they're very important. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and hit on some of these, right? This this was a recent thread on Reddit. I don't usually watch Reddit, so when you all send these to me, I really do appreciate them uh, because I miss on stuff like that. I tend to stay away from there for the most part. Um, now, there was there was a point that Stephen made around, you know, the the overarching question of what, which is why does he think people are are excited about Ashes now? The title says why people why he thinks people get hyped. He didn't use the word hyped. He used the word excited, right? He said basically relating to uh, the following quote, I think as a player, there are two main aspects of Ashes that uh, has some people excited. First, what we're making basically risk versus reward. Not everyone's a winner. A world that develops around the player. No pay to win. No quality of life items. Nice note there after the new world thing, Stephen. Massive open world and emphasis on social and community driven systems. Second, who we are. We aren't governed by greedy corporate overlords. I'm funding the project, so no investors or a board to answer to, no publishers to appease. We speak with, not to, our community, and we actually listen to feedback and value respect our players. Obviously, we won't appeal to everyone. That's not the goal. We are, and we are not the wow killer. Or said, are we the wow killer? Of course not. That's not our goal, and it shouldn't be. So we've talked about this on the show for years. Hearing it come directly from him, I was like, perfect, dude. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Perfect, dude. He actually says it out loud. Okay. I loved it because I see comments in chat, which are like perfect, perfect example. Steven as a player is so relatable. He is. And he is speaking to the hearts of the greater MMORPG community who has dealt with these specific problems. Okay. But also say stating it while not saying our goals aren't to take over the industry. They're not to be a wow killer. They're not to eliminate other games from being good games or being games people play. We're just trying to make a game that is respectful of these things. So that was point one. Point two. And this one this one i have never seen him say anything about and i usually don't respond to it i have seen comments in chat here during the podcast i've seen comments in chat during my live streams where people come into the chat now i can't say 
and I and I know that I'm getting on a little bit of a soapbox with this right now, but I feel like it's important to do it at least one time, okay? Because I tend to avoid those comments around this topic because I, I don't feel like it's it is directly important to the game if the games if if the choices around the game over the past several years have never reflected a problem like this. I take it for the experience of the studio as the game's development. That's what I focus on. I don't have the interest of going and digging into someone's personal life and doing those types of things. This is not, I, it, it just feels weird. I'm going to be honest. It feels weird to me. It feels weird to me to go and try to like do that stuff. Right. But people have said, I don't trust ashes of creation because of Steven's past. This is something I've heard multiple times. I didn't look into it on my own. I didn't want to, I had no interest in it, but I'm going to tell you something. He made a point to actually dress it. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. So people come into chat and they say all the time, he, he scammed people for his wealth. He did pyramid schemes for his wealth. These are the things they've said. Pyramid scheme is something that's been tagged to ashes of creation all the way back to the Kickstarter. It's a fact. Yeah. And Here, I'm a witness of it. <laughs> all the way back. Okay. Yeah. So here's what he said. I was like, oh man, he actually talks about it. He said, I will say it can be a bit upsetting to see people spread a lie about me in an attempt to smear the project. I never made my fortune from MLM. In reality, when I was an 18-year-old kid, I made an e-commerce site that sold many products from shampoo, toothpaste, skincare, vitamins, weight loss products, and a fruit juice called Zango. I never recruited people into an MLM. I was never an employee of an MLM company or an executive. I never claimed to it cured cancer and it wasn't how I made my fortune. It's sad to see a lie about yourself perpetuated that website and its income account for less than 2% of my net worth. Hopefully at some point the false narrative will disappear because it paints a picture that isn't true. Okay. Uh, thoughts. Um, I mean, it's, it's facts. I'm sure people, you know, that are um i know proposing that he made his money in i guess you know not desirable ways aren't gonna believe it but right. it is what it is i'm sure if you fact checked i wouldn't expect he would be um you know he would be misleading anyone i i do agree with him it is sad um you know i know people tend to do again air quotes research on the internet and you know take that to fact but yeah it's just yeah it's just sad because it takes away from the hard work that this team is continuing to perform right. and progress they're continuing to make i mean if this was a scam we wouldn't see as much progress with it as we're seeing um yeah i just i don't know i just don't see that that's an issue yeah at all i mean i'm glad he addressed it but i I don't think it's an issue. It's never something that crossed my mind in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I read some of those things ahead of like getting into Kickstarter and all mm -hmm. of that. I didn't, you know, take any note of it just because I believed in the project and I saw the results of that post Kickstarter. Um, you know, had I not, <laughs> I would have probably taken a different right. tactic altogether but I, you know but i i did and i did meet him in in person as well and he just seemed extremely genuine so i've never had any pause 
thinking that Ashes of Creation was a scam. And I agree with some of the comments in chat already. Right. I mean, it's literally um, people that are trying to make him look bad because they have one beef for another with the project. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of good comments in chat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of comments that essentially are reflective of what you just said too. Oh, yeah. but uh, yeah, go on. Dennis, I think I think you also have to take in perspective that doubt has a very big like how do you how do I say this atmosphere upon this? Is okay, it's because I get like that. well when 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 people like back a project or do anything, they always have to search like, as you said, on the internet and try to find history check on this guy before they can actually put all their 100% support. Um, now, I've, I've heard a lot of arguments about this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, on the Ashes of Creation Discord, at least back in the day when it actually first rose up. Um, I, do, I do agree 100% with you. Mm. Uh, in, in, in the case of, oh, not everything on the internet that you read is 100% correct. Yes. Um, but when, when it comes to the human mind, that doubt usually plays a role where even the smallest of information can become 100% truth in their minds. Oh, yeah. So I'm not 100% blaming them. It's, it's just how the internet works. Uh, yeah, with misinformation. Yeah, that's um, true. That is very true. Yeah, I think it's also uh, like important to note that, like you know, in a perfect world, people would go do their own research. But you got to I mean, I'm I'm not gonna like hit on these games I've ranted about on my other channels for the past weeks. Yeah. But you got games that go to Kickstarter where people are like, oh, it is. It's gonna be a dream world, and I'm gonna live in it, and it's gonna be the best thing ever. Yeah, it's, I'll it's never play. That. I'll never play anything else. <laughs> and they never do research. They take it at face value. So yeah, but going back to your original point, the word of mouth element absolutely can impact the game. So absolutely. It does. And so if you get enough people talking about it being a scam, all people think that don't even do their own research is, oh, my buddy told me about this scam game. It's a scam game. All I hear is it's because a scam game. I was I was a little bit uh got intercepted with this type of information like i'm not going to lie when people told me oh he has this company and and uh that, that's where he got most of his fortune i was like wait what is this information is this 100 percent true yes or not and I, I just took it at face value but but i never took it to 100 percent because that's just uh but a lot of people instantly agreed with him without even backing <laughs> with the right information so yeah. as sim said word of mouth does does travel fast and it's very dangerous mm -hmm. you, know, uh, you know what else is there are creators on youtube and thank you for that reference in chat that we know about we all know about them they go call out scam games all the time they'd have blown this up if there was something scammy going on if there was something fake going on, if somebody was doing something genuinely like filthy, dirty, dude, there are there are creators on YouTube who do this every day. That go and do the digging every day. They've done it 
already for other games and those games have come under the radar and people know them for this you know for the believable scam games that they seem to be they mm-hmm. seem like scams to me there's no evidence there's way more evidence that supports that looks like something shady is going on than there's isn't and you see these games and you see these people that go and blow this up man if ash is a creation was had something like that going on you would have seen people thriving on youtube blowing it up and sharing the story already would have happened that's what i believe yeah Yeah. and 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 the main problem of all this is basically the people who really wants to harm ashes the people who misinform people intentionally true those are the main problem guys those are the the murder makers as i call them (laughs) dude like i you know you know there's another reason i'm like happy that the content creator program got revamped and i'm not going to name names here but you had people in there who didn't do content creation right and some of them Mm. that actively create content around their other domain or whatever were i literally would sit there and watch them call it vaporware and i'm going what you Mm -hmm. you gotta clean house man you gotta make sure that the people that are in these roles both in game or or even you know whatever are literally is this the, you like the ramp pose daedalus i see that you're talking about your little ramp pose <laughs> beautiful yeah 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 wizzy was commenting <laughs> about like yeah pose holding <laughs> but you've got people that spread things based on absolutely zero evidence right regardless of what the role is that they play whether they're in-house out of house like from a distance and if they have an audience, audience will a lot of times take that at face value and they won't question it. Hence influencers. Hence what yep. content creators can do. They influence individuals and not everybody. I mean, you see it all the time. Not everybody does their, their, the work to go find out if a, a thing stated as fact is truth or not, if there's evidence to support it or not. So to have him come out, I mean, I genuinely feel like he was like, whether purposeful or not, he came out, Mike dropped that shit on the spot. And I was like, awesome, dude. He maybe didn't have to say yeah. it, but the fact that he did and it was like, you know what? I'm going to note something on these things. I'm going to say it for what it is. You do what you want with it. But he wasn't just silent about it. He actually had a statement to say about it. And to me, that was, I respected it. You know, I, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad that he did uh, come up with it. No, not not in a sense. Yeah, I I do agree with you hundred percent, Sim. That he didn't even need to talk about he this. Didn't, but uh, but what's it called? It's it's it, it's like uh, a cake that's being baked in the oven. Okay. If you let if you let it be being uh if you if you let it cook for too long, it's gonna burn and it's going to wreak a bad smell, and it's yeah. not going it's not going to stay in your image. Yeah, exactly. One way or another. So yeah. the fact that he came out, out with this is, is, I think, is a uh, good move yeah. in my point. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I'm glad he addressed it. I'm also glad he said, don't pre-order Ashes. Right? I, yep, which is, uh-huh. uh, the, and here's the quote on that one. He said, the final quote, I'm just trying to make a good game. You don't have to follow us or participate or support us. I actively tell people do not pre-order Ashes. There's nothing that benefits you by spending money on Ashes at this point. We might not be your cup of tea and that's okay. But don't shit on us. The genre needs people, companies who take risks, who try to innovate, who maybe respect the player again? Question mark. Something that even Kevin noted on the last live stream. 
yep. listening to the player. And then the sandal comes down. Right. It's drop. Sandal drop. The and it drops on Sim. Listen. <laughs> it doesn't. Hey, it can drop on other people in situations, by the way. And by the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention this too. I love it. Ravuda says, Steven, here's my history. And then sandal drop. Yeah. I didn't watch. He didn't need to. He didn't have to. I wouldn't have thought any different of him if he if he hadn't done it. But the fact that he did it, I was just it just aligns with for me, right? For me, all the stuff that drives me nuts about the genre. It's the stuff I say, and he's someone with who has a much bigger voice and impact on the industry as a greater you know the greater whole of the industry with his choices with the game he's developing and to hear him say it, it's like, it just reaffirms the the reason that I have faith in this game and this, this team creating it genuinely yeah. real talk, man. Why you've been dedicated it's, to I one mean, game for three years, Sam or four years or whatever it is. This is, this is why. Yeah. It's definitely a player first mentality, which we rarely <laughs> see. I mean, I'm not going to like name names, but there's other projects that I tuned in and seen clips of the live stream where there were like certain bugs in the game that they were like, oh, yeah, you know, we're not going to fix that this time. But, you know, the next time we do X, Y, Z event, we'll make sure it's fixed. But for right now, we're not going to, you know, there's nothing we can do. So suck it up, basically. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) wow. And this is from a community person, which I'm like, okay, you probably could have put a better way to phrase that than the way you did. But that's kind mm-hmm. of how I feel about a lot of the games out there. It's like they don't care about players' time. They just care about what they can monetize. And and I just don't I just don't see that in what Ashes of Creation is doing. And that's not a white knight comment. Yes, they do monetize things. There are cosmetics. They need to make money in order to to run their company, but they're not going out of their way to find things that force monetization, mm-hmm. right? There's they're not putting anything else on the store but cosmetics. They're doing nothing that, you know, in my opinion, that goes against what their vision is and what the interests of the players are. Uh and and I agree with him. I, the genre needs people who take risks, who do things and think outside of the box. And unfortunately, that's gotten him a lot of flack. And I have no idea why, because, you know, as much as I love every, you know, a bunch of different kinds of games, I am really looking forward to Ashes because of that very fact that it's a very player focused company player focused game yeah same man yeah i remember going back to like some of the first podcasts man some of the very very first podcasts man and i go all the way back to those days you guys and i remember one of the biggest things i was like just ranting about in the early days and it was exactly what he said in the last statement ashes of creation is attempting to doing doing something or attempting to do something that is innovative that's potentially going to have an impact on the genre and hopefully 
be a driving force in moving it forward from a place that I view has been stagnant for a very long time. And, you know, to see him actually saying the same things I've said that I haven't even actually heard him say, it's just super reinforcing. I mean, these are literally the things I've said in support of this game for years now. Mm-hmm. And to see him publicly go out and just basically say it, sandal drop on people, whether intentional or not, to me was like just a, it's a hell of a show of confidence. And, you know, not only in the game, but in your, in your, your yourself, your team, the game and the community that supports it. And to me, that was just what really was the most meaningful about it. So, you know, hammers up, man, to Stephen Sharif, everybody. That's what I got to say. I'm not fanboying. I'm not white knighting. It's just straight up respect, man. For the time that I've invested personally for since the end of 2016. That's what it is. Yep. So hammers up, man. I'm a... They... In this case, teacup. <laughs> teacup. <laughs> I'm actually down for some tea right now, man. We're going to end this show. I'm going to go have a damn cup of tea. For real. Oh, tea. Tea is amazing. Hammers up to Stephen Sharif and the team over at Intrepid. We're looking forward to having Margaret Crone coming on. Um, we we did our touch on the the you know naysayer comments that Stephen kind of noted. We showed the that most recent cosmetic he saw the the face of sorrow. We showed that off here. We hit on some of the assets that they've showcased for us as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I got some questions to kind of talk about some things around uh, you know some things around uh, the development stages and like what that really means to kind of help clarify upon that. I was thinking about doing it on the show, but I actually think I'm just going to do it in a content piece separate. I think it'd be a better place for it. Um, We've got a line of people that I plan to bring on the show. Everybody, we're going to have some guests coming back on. Some are familiar faces. You probably haven't seen in quite some time. Um, Some are going to be new faces. Margaret will be here. We got a lot planned, a lot of great conversations to be had as we lead up into the alpha one, no NDA period in mid July through August, everybody. So buckle up, you know, whether we got a lot going on in the community, there'll be a lot of conversations that people like myself, Faisal, Daedalus, other creators can share and talk about. Now that there is a no NDA on verbal stuff, we can share verbally all the stuff and things about our weekly experiences, expect us to do so. We have got a bunch of people that are going to be coming on to just have some great conversations around why we're excited about Ashes of Creation, what our experiences have been if we've tested the game over the past several years, what the hell we're all going to be doing, what our plans are, um, what's going on at the HQ, what's going on with you all. Everybody, a lot of beautiful things on the drawing board leading up to this Alpha 1 period. No matter when the hell it is, how the hell long it lasts, we got it coming up one way or the other. In the meantime... We're going to bolster around the central flame. We're going to get people stoked, engaged around ashes again. So I hope you all be here next Sunday for the next podcast. Um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and let my fellow Pathfinders here on the show shout out their domains, where you can find them when they're not here on the show. Daedalus. You can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald. And Faisal. Oh, <laughs> You guys can find me on Twitter as Fable108 and on Twitch as Fable108. All right, friends. We've got the LFM podcast Thursdays, 5 p.m. CDT. Make sure you catch the last one over on some more gaming. We actually 
had a couple other faces on that show that talked about ashes of creation. Look forward to catching y'all next Sunday. Check out asheshq.com. It's being updated to all get out looking hella fancy friends. Thanks for being with us here today. Thanks for the support as always. And uh, much love to you all. Much love to Intrepid Studios. And until next time, you all live your best lives. Walk in the light and have a great night, friends. We'll see you next time.